This is the West Coast Project Podcast for Better Call Saul. My name is Mike. I'm Jamie. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing good. Jamie, we're lucky tonight to have a couple guest visitors on our podcast, Brian and Dave from the Better Better Call Saul podcast. <laughs> Honored. I don't know if you're lucky, but I'm, I'm glad they have it on. <laughs> And, uh, and the Nothing Important podcast, and maybe we can get into that a little bit later after we talk about the Better Call Saul Season 1. Um, sure. Guys, welcome to West Coast Project. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for having you. us on. So, Jamie, these guys are pretty talented. I heard them sing an awesome version of All About That Bass. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Megan Trainer, you put her to shame, man. Oh, Excellent. Yeah, with my, my angelic voice, right? <laughs> I just hope you weren't singing it to each other. No, just together, not yeah. at each other. Yeah, <laughs> but, we, we were looking. At, we made eye contact across the microphone a couple of times, but it, it was strictly platonic. <laughs> In all honesty, the best part about that song is uh, at the end, Brian's trying not to laugh because he had no idea that I was going to do the parts that I did. So, and that's part of our whole thing is I just tried to make him laugh in the middle of the recording just to see how badly we could ruin it, and it came out pretty well. Are you yeah. are you doing the guitar and everything on it? And I played all the instruments on it, yeah. Nice, nice. You got to listen to that. It's on the, it's on the podcast, uh, Nothing Important podcast. But um, these guys have teamed up with us to recap season one of Better Call Saul. And um, Better Call Saul was a pretty much a technical hit. It averaged 5.9 million viewers per episode, uh, a lot of them in the prime demo of 18 to 49-year-olds. Uh, Rotten Tomato gave it all the glory. It was like 8.1 out of 10, 93% audience approval. It was number one in the live plus three DVR rating, so it was really, really a cool show. What did you guys think of the of the season in, in total? Uh, well, I, I, I don't. You know what? I, I thought it was actually way better than uh, than uh, Dave and I probably even expected it to be because we <laughs> our biggest fear when we decided to do a Better Call Saul podcast, our biggest fear were like, man, what if we like commit to this and the the show sucks? Because we uh, Dave and I have actually been doing silly stuff like this with a band and stuff for like shit since like 1990 yeah, longer than most marriages yeah like a long <laughs> like a long ass time and we and uh, we we always uh, uh first and foremost we always try to make each other laugh and, but we you know we always try to do something that we can at least like laugh at and enjoy and so when we were when we were thinking about uh doing the better call Saul podcast like after the first one uh, we kind of got lucky, and we kind of like uh, besides the batter call Saul podcast or whoever the fuck they were, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> like they beat us by one day, and then we were, I guess, officially the second by like twelve hour uh, Saw Goodman podcast on iTunes, and we had like a really good spike with people that were interested to, and subscribing and listening to our our bullshit fest for the you know <laughs> three weeks before the show even came out, and we were just like. Oh man, what if this show sucks? We're, like, we're, we're stuck with this. Like <laughs> we committed so much to a show, we just have, we're banking on it being successful. Yeah, I heard but, you talking about that. Did they really ask you to like cease and desist with the name? What's that? Did they really? You made a joke. Maybe you were just making a joke about it, but you talked about it like they asked you to not use their name or something. Yeah. Okay. So what what happened was is. When it, like the first episode of our podcast, the only reason why I said the better 
Better Call Saul podcast, it was pretty much just to make Dave laugh because yeah. it's such a pompous, <laughs> stupid thing. And right. I'm like, we don't take ourselves serious at all. So we're like, well, most likely, uh, we have no idea how to podcast, so we probably yeah. really fucking This is going to probably be the worst Better Call Saul Right, yeah, it's going to be the, there, it's yeah. gonna be the shittiest. So it just became <laughs> funny for us to be like, the better Better Call Saul podcast. And uh, I uh, this guy hit me up on Twitter, uh, and he was asking us not to say that anymore because that was their whole gimmick is they were the better. Well, their, their, their name was the better Call Saul podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had to pause too. So, you know, like a professional courtesy thing wanted us not to like infringe on their show name or something. Yeah, they like didn't that. want like any confusion or, or anything uh, between them. Yeah, but I can honestly say that that was when I realized that I can't read Twitter because he sent all these tweets and I had no <laughs> idea what the guy was talking about. <laughs> I can't read Twitter either. That's probably why we only have like 15 fucking followers or whatever. <laughs> well, that's pretty presumptuous, though, to say don't use that name because we had it first and, and you're trying to say that you're better than us. I mean, right. come on. It's all for fun, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah well, we're all doing this for fun. Right. That's uh, Yeah. Last time I checked, nobody's cut me a check thus far. So, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so we, we talked about it. And I'm like, well, my only response to that guy was, you know, this is kind of a silly thing to to do over Twitter, like email me yeah. and we'll talk it out. But you know, for the record, I had no intention of not saying the better, better call Saul podcast. <laughs> Cause you know, but I, I would have, I would have at least talked, talked to the guy. So, but they never even released another episode. No. Yeah. yeah that's, that's funny. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of hope that they listen and if they ever want to come on our show, they're more, they're more than welcome to, uh, yeah, chat, chat with us. But yeah, that was just kind of uh, a goofy a goofy uh, experience, uh, especially since we've only been podcasting for like three months now or four months now or whatever it's been. Right, right. Hey, I'm getting some frantic messages from Jamie. You still hooked in, Jamie? I'm still here, but you guys are breaking up really bad. You know what? i got to be honest. I wish I wish we were, we were recording the actual feed that we're hearing through the speakers because <laughs> it sounds like auto-tune. Yeah. <laughs> turn the camera off. That's funny. Oh, yeah. We'll turn off the camera. Yeah, that might good. actually help. Yeah, we'll see if that helps with the uh, data. Well, guys, we loved the show, but not that last episode. We we uh, even oh. had to redo our podcast. Uh, and after that, I kind of felt like we owed our audience even more because we kind of we we hacked up a podcast and we did it, we redid it, a better one. But we decided to do a recap, and you know, it's it's really Jamie who's the real genius behind our podcast. So I know she's got tons of notes and topics to cover, right, Jamie? Oh my God, Mike! I'm just winging it. Seriously, okay. So here's Mike. Mike comes with like pages of notes every single time we have a podcast. What I do, I do well, but I do very differently than Mike does. I watch obsessively, and I, t- I catch, I try to catch every single detail. And I'm like, I, I think I serve as our podcast historian for this, for Better Call Saul, and for um, for the Americans. I, I just, I remember everything that's happened. But no, Mike is the guy with all the the detail. He's got all the brain for that. Yeah, it's kind of like us. Like Brian's the one that takes the notes, and I'm just make jokes. <laughs> right, <laughs> color, color guy. But the thing about that, we catch we catch flack a bunch of times because I'll miss something really important because I'm taking notes. Yeah, and then people are like, "Oh, these guys aren't really fans of the show because they forgot like the color <laughs> of Sal's fucking suit." But no, it's like, we're just terrible multitaskers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, Mike, Mike, that's where you and I have this beautiful thing, the symbiosis, because you what you're good at, you're so good at. I'm horrible at, but what I'm good at, I can do great, and so. 
we we meld well. Yeah, and uh, me and Dave, we don't do anything great. So that, that's. What <laughs> <laughs> well, now that it's been a while, what's your guys' take on that final episode? Uh, I'll let I'll let Dave go first. I know he has stronger opinions than I do. Yeah, well, I mean, I just I thought it would ramp up more. It seemed like it it kind of. It almost seemed like it climaxed in the episode before, and then the next one was almost like the resolution until the very end when he's like, oh, by the way, screw everything, I'm going to be Saul now, you know? And, like, it just kind of seemed to move at, like, a slower pace. I thought it would be more exciting, I guess. Right. And the the Marco thing, like, I get what they tried to do, and they tried to make us, like, feel for Marco, but I I really didn't feel it, honestly. All right, so here's my question for you guys. What do you think about, like, that turn at the end where Jimmy's just, like, Effort. I'm gonna be Saul. I mean, did you feel like that was an earned effort, or did you feel like it was kind of like? Because I felt like it just got stuck in there. Like, okay, well, yeah, right, yeah, like shoehorned in. Like, uh, like as I was watching it, because uh, Dave and I were, <laughs> Dave and I were watching it, and as and we, we were watching the clock, right? Dave, we were like, oh yeah. shit, there's only like three minutes left. Like something big has got to happen. Right. Yeah. Somebody's got to die or get blown up, and then he's just like, uh, no, fuck this, I'm Saul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna happen again. Yeah, like uh, you know, like I I could go legit, but you know, fuck it, I got a pinky ring. I'm just gonna drive up out this courthouse and be fucking Saul. And um, that that was like the main thing for me. It, it like by itself, it was it was a good episode, and I, I really enjoyed it. But coming mm-hmm. from from the week before, I was like, man, I thought something really really crazy was gonna happen. But then like in the last five minutes, when it's all a Saul and Mike, it's not like either one of those two are going to fucking die. Right. You know, like, it's not like something crazy is going to happen. So I was almost banking on, um, I was actually almost excited that there would have never been that moment. Right, yeah, they leave it to next season. But I was just, I just now had this thought. If the conversation with Chuck and Jimmy at the end of the previous episode had happened in this episode, I think it would have felt differently. Yeah. Because then you're, you're continuing along that of Jimmy's progression of frustration and stuff. Or when you have a week off, it's like you kind of forgot that happened, I guess. Right. You know. <laughs> so. Did you guys have any unanswered questions about the first season? Like, like not meaning like where Jimmy's going to go next, but anything yeah. about events that seemed left unexplained to you from the first season? Yes. Where's the third hammer? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I think we might even do a show like in mid-season or between seasons, like called like the third hammer, because who who the hell's the third H or you know the, the other H? Because they only talk about Howard Hamlin and Chuck McGill. Yeah, and, what are, what is up with that? that you, I heard you talk about it on your podcast. Like that might be just a legal angle to have an extra vote somewhere. Yeah, something like that. Something like we were just trying to grasp for straws because they they didn't address they didn't address it at all at throughout all. the entire that I'm aware season. Of, it was yeah. just like what like Howard and Chuck and uh, mm-hmm. some Hamlin guy. So I was like, well, <laughs> maybe it's like a fictitious person that like. It'll come on later in the story that, it, you know, like back when, you know, nobody really knew a lot about the story because me and Dave actually, I think, off air started talking about that like halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, well, where's this third guy going to come in? And then we started making theories amongst ourselves. We're like, well, obviously, Jimmy's going to get screwed over. So maybe there's this third partner jumps in somewhere towards the finale and puts the kibosh on everything. That was before everybody realized that Chuck was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then we were like, okay, well, there, as it got closer, it's like, okay, well, there's no third Hamlin, so maybe Hamlin Hamlin McGill is still, like, a bullshit company, so maybe, like, the third Hamlin is kind of like a like a ghost CEO or something, like just a fictitious yeah. person they made up to, like, manipulate books or something, but uh, it, it just never, never came to be, so I, I guess... 
maybe the third Hamlin will be the villain of the next season or something. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe maybe uh, maybe Howard's father or somebody that we never really saw that started the firm or something. Yeah, something like that. I, I was thinking. I, yeah, that's I, a, I just that's have a, a feeling it's going to be someone that maybe retired. You know, maybe something older that's really not practicing law anymore, but he still got his name on the law firm or something. Why, like why would it be like no, like like no like big ass thing? Like it'll just be like somebody will be like, "What about the third Hamlin?" And it'll be like, "Oh, that's my father. He died twelve years ago." And they're like, "That's it. Like that's all." <laughs> it's like, yeah. Joey Hamlin. It's you the most. Here, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good Ham- question. It's the Hamlin to go blue. <laughs> Jamie, what about you? Do you have any last uh, un- unanswered events that bo- bothered you from this first season? Uh, well, um, I think probably the biggest thing for me is just I feel like Jimmy's whatever his journey was was like was there was a huge hiccup in the middle of it. <laughs> I feel like we missed like four episodes in between <laughs> the, in between episode nine and ten. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I got one. In the beginning, it, okay, at the end, it seems like Chuck was calling all the shots, right? Right. But, but he wasn't, or at least he didn't seem to be at the beginning. Remember Hamlin tried to buy him out? Like, what was the deal with that? He tried to give Jimmy that check for 26000 and Jimmy turned it down. Like, Jimmy was in charge. Right. So where, what was that transition? How did that all shake out, that Chuck wasn't yeah. in charge at that point? I was actually kind of thinking the more Chuck started to deal with his electromagnetic allergy, the more he started taking control and being assertive about things. And there was kind of a parallel with that. And then he started kind of overshadowing Jimmy and being more, you know, taking charge of that project and all that stuff. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, my unanswered question is, uh, is the theory that uh, um, Stacy was maybe trying to set Mike up for something. Yeah, you guys had a good take on that, like she had a wire on her or something. Yeah, that was actually one of our uh, listeners suggested that for like two or three episodes in a row. Uh, he emailed us and it was like, oh, dude, she's wearing a wire. She's wearing a wire, which would be an awesome twist. Yeah. Well, not twist, yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be an awesome uh, plot point, you know, like, and then it'd be kind of fun to see how how Mike weasels his way out of that, you know, and then I, then we kind of theorized, well, maybe that's how Saul becomes Saul because throughout the whole thing, everybody was like, "Oh man, when does when does Jimmy become Saul? When's, yeah, when's the because everybody was waiting for like the big moment, and then you, well, you saw what happened in the finale, like it was just it kind like, of felt like a little moment. We got right. a hint of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I actually do. I did think about something, um, kind of after like everything went down. I thought about it like yesterday and day before yesterday, um, and and I wonder about this if you know if the the brain trust over there um, at a, at AMC if the, if these geniuses were thinking this and we just didn't catch it um, that you know really essentially with this decision that Jimmy made at the very literally like the last minute. Um, you know, it kind of proves Chuck right. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was my theory was that was that Jimmy would get to a point where he was like, well, Chuck thinks I'm a piece of shit. Well, fine. I'm going to be the biggest piece of shit there is and be successful at it. You know, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But but again, you know, it's like what you said. If they'd had the confrontation between Chuck and Jimmy in this episode, in episode 10, it would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, that's uh, you know they peaked. Yeah, but I guess a little early. Was, I guess but it was a climactic moment, so I can see how you'd want to end an episode with that. 
so maybe that was just like a tough decision. Yeah, where to well, place that or something. Um, do, do you guys listen to the official uh, the official Insider podcast? Yes. Yeah, we do. Right. Uh, did you hear how it was mentioned that uh, for a while there they didn't even think Chuck was going to end up being a bad guy, and then that switched like halfway through the season as they were yeah. still writing episodes to finish up the season. Right. Well, yeah, they thought Howard would be the bad guy until they figured out that Chuck was turning into a character who could be pretty evil, and they kind of sw- swapped it, right? Right, exactly. So I was thinking maybe maybe that accounts for a lot of the awkwardness mm-hmm. of how it all panned out. So maybe it was, you know, like 10,000-foot view. They're like, yeah. okay, well, this will kind of be, like, wedged in there, but it will be better for the rest of the series if, if the main conflict between the characters was the fact that Chuck's kind of a dick, and then the twist is is that Hamlin was actually a good guy and all that. You know, he he was basically following orders. Right. Yeah, Jamie, that's your Gardner theory. And actually, they interviewed uh, Ellen Seppenwell interviewed Peter Gold, and he and he talked about that. How we kind of asked he kind of asked him like, what's going to happen in season two? And Gould just said, well, I don't know. You know, we got people teed up to do certain things, but we're going to have to see where they go. Like, he's almost waiting to see how the actors tell him what to do next. Yeah, that's what I got listening to the uh, Insider podcast, uh, too, is that the, the people that do the characters have a, lot of the, uh, have a lot of pull on how the characters actually react within the story. My, my main thing, though, is, um, well, I, I guess if I could answer the question they asked a few moments ago. Another, another thing I'd like to uh, question is, is the true nature of Kim and Jimmy's relationship. Oh yeah, I just right. I forgot. I just asked you that before we went on. Is is uh, I want to know how old Kim's character is supposed to be, if she's truly one of, one of Jimmy's peers or maybe a little younger or something. Hmm. I would just, call her up pe- pretty close to his age, or she, she seems to be. It seemed like it. Well, remember we watched, we watched like the first episode, and Jimmy just goes and stands next to this random chick or takes a cigarette out of her mouth, and I didn't right. even talk about it on the show. And I'm like, uh, well, uh, she must mean something because who the fuck would get away with just pulling a cigarette out of some chick's right, mouth? Right. And um, but it, throughout throughout the course of the show, like it was implied that they had like, uh, you know, at least sex probably once. You robot know, and sex like voice, robot yeah. sex voice done that at least more than once. But then as it progressed, it was like she was like more of like a uh, like a sister figure yeah. or like a, like just like a really good friend. Right, but they they never really address the true nature of their relationship, except for the fact that there is some sort of affection between the two of them. Do you think we've seen the last of Kim, or is it onward to Francesca? I don't even know what Francesca is. She's the, she's the <laughs> girl in Saul's office, the secretary. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah. that. We too. talked yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, the booty is driving them nuts, girl. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I think I think she'll uh, she'll definitely stick around. I mean, yeah. but then it, it's interesting to where she goes because um, when we watched the previews before the last episode, and it showed the uh, the next episode of Better Call Saul, right? And it like showed her closing the door, uh-huh. and that's when we thought Hamlin was still the dick or whatever. I was like, oh well, he's going to offer her a partnership, right? But then it turns out what that whole scene was is yeah. Hamlin was actually telling her how Chuck was calling the right. shots, yeah, yeah. right. But obviously, she's not in Breaking Bad, and there's no mention of a Kim or anything in Breaking Bad. So, like, I, I think she'll I, be around. Yeah, I mean, so, I think she'll be around. I guess, yeah, exactly. I guess what I'm getting at is, like, I think she'll be around, and there'll be some crazy fallout between the two of them, or maybe if he's becoming Saul Goodman and they're friends, and she wants him to do right, and then she sees all the crazy shit he's doing, 
They'll just separate. Go yeah, just, ways. you know, she won't be able to take it, or or maybe even worse yet. What if she gets wrapped up in something and he inadvertently dicks her over? Like, what, <laughs> what if he ruins her career? <laughs> Which, that's kind of been, we talked about that. He kind of ruins things inadvertently along the path. Yeah, yeah. he's like a bad luck magnet, almost. <laughs> he turns everything he touches to shit. <laughs> Saul, Saul also has zero friends in Breaking Bad. Like, Can you guys remember any friends that Saul had in Breaking Bad? His clients. Like, he's, he seems to be super friendly with his clients, like he has no one else to talk to. That's all fake, though. Like, Jimmy, Jimmy seems like he'd have a bunch of friends, right? Marco, he'd find another friend like Marco, you'd think. But Saul has no friends that I can even remember. But yeah, that, well, that's that, a good, go ahead, Jamie, go ahead. I think, I think, um, I think that's probably true, though. I think that, um, that his friends really are his clients. And, and you know, you got to remember, like, the setup for Breaking Bad was not at all about Saul's personal life. Even though I spent, every time I ever saw him on that show, I wanted to go back home with him and kind of, you know, see what his life was like because he was so interesting. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, have, have a, little, a little view into to what the heck was going on that made him who he was. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, partly, you know, he didn't have any friends because he was just there as, you know, Saul Goodman. Um, and then also I, I think partly because really, you know, if you're that guy, the only friends you have are your partners in crime. So, you know, Francesca and, you know, Kewl and, <laughs> and Kubi. Huel's floods your Brian's guy. Dude, I, I still maintain if Marco would have been Huel, that would have been so much cooler. Well, then Huel would die and we wouldn't have him in Breaking Bad. I can't do that. Huel never dies, man. Huel doesn't dies. die. <laughs> but to go back to the, to, to the uh, Jimmy and his friends thing, um, also the fact that he went to like night school and he got the degree on top of a full-time job and he just seemed so hyper-focused on accelerating his career, you know, not having time to establish personal relationships. So then your clients do become your friends and who you relate to because that's you're living your job. You know, so that's a great I'll, point. That's a great point. So maybe since Marco, like Kim, was his only real friend except for clients and people professionally that he crossed paths with. Mm. It's going to take me a lot to make me unlike Jimmy, but there's got to be a path to that because I never liked Saul the way I like Jimmy. You know, oh, really? something negative is going to happen to make us dislike this guy. I like Saul. <laughs> <laughs> I like so Saul. I like him as a character. Like he's not a person I would like personally, but as a character, I really liked it. I like so, him so much I half-ass a podcast about his show every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Saul was a bad guy, though. I mean, Saul suggested yeah. killing Hank and Jesse and Badger, right? He helped poison Brock. Right. Yeah, you know what? That's uh, that's that's uh, that's actually a good point I hadn't considered. My wife, who's actually sitting right here, Kristen, uh, her and I actually begun watching uh, Breaking Bad again. And w- when we're doing the it's Saul Goodman, we, we catch some shit sometimes because – we always try to speak within the, like, we touch on what happens in Breaking Bad, but we always try to stick within the actual show of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally forgot the point I was going with that, so just delete that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really like, but I really like your point about unliking Jimmy because going back to. Oh yeah, okay, so that, that was my point. Okay, so, but like, yeah, so okay, rewatching Breaking Bad. 
like we just watched uh, we just watched the episode where Saul was introduced, right? Mm-hmm. And that character seemed so much more of an asshole than anything that Jimmy has done in, in Better Call Saul. So when you said you didn't really like him, like yeah, I could I could totally see that because in the context of just Breaking Bad, like okay, he's kind of a comedic asshole. But then when you go back and watch um, Better Call Saul, you're like, wow, like that that character is like really unlikable because I, I forgot that and you know, how smarmy and much of a dig. Right, yeah, because he mentioned like three times, right, Chris, in the last episode, like he mentioned like three times how they should pay somebody off the shank badger, but that doesn't seem at all yeah. anything that like Jimmy would do in Better Call Saul. That seems like unfathomable for the character that they created in the prequel thus far. I was gonna say, yeah, it, it, after watching Jimmy, yeah, now it's it, you're right. It makes you realize how much progression they have to make to get him to Saul. Yeah, uh-huh. like I wonder who's the real one inside there. Is it really Saul or really Jimmy? What, who's the underlying personality? Right. Well, well, you, it'll probably just be like anything else. Like, you know, you live a certain lifestyle, you know, for a while and you start believing in your own hype, you know? So, like, if you're... If you're like the if Kevin you're, Costner thing, which we forgot to mention on the podcast. Oh, yeah, well. They threw that in there to show <laughs> the story from before. Right, yeah. I mean, if you if you believe the lie, and you believe your own lie. Yeah, exactly. You live like an asshole long enough, you you become an asshole. So, you know, maybe that'll be part of the character transition. Is like he was kind of like goofy, uh, goofy sunroof, shitting Rolex scamming <laughs> Jimmy, slipping Jimmy. You know, it decides to be like, you know, just skirting the law. Saw. <laughs> Go ahead, use that Skir- skirting the law. Saw. You like that, Dave? See, it rhymes. Uh, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Okay. Well, we didn't forget Kevin Costner, right, Jamie? It took us two tries to get it, but we got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually one of my favorite Saul stories on Breaking Bad. So when they showed it in this episode, I, I just died. I loved it so much. Are you guys all ready to see Saul in season two, early in, in the season, or do you think we need more Jimmy? I, I think... I think it'll be in between. Yeah, we're we're, t- we're tending to think that the whole thing is going to be a slow burn and a gradual progression up to it. Like, especially the way that ended, where he didn't say his name was Saul Goodman. He just said like, "Okay, screw it. I'm gonna start living life a little differently now." Right. Like, so it's going to keep being a slow progression, and who knows? I think we're at the point where it's like, who knows when he's going to like change his name and start the business under Saul? But it could also open up season two. And open up on a shot of the new office with Saul Goodman as the head, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I, I was thinking, like, he, he'll still be Jimmy, but, like, a little bit more edgier mm-hmm. Jimmy. Like, a little bit more, like, you know, like, kind of skirting the law, a little bit more slimier Jimmy. And then, like, something big will happen, and then he's going to be forced to change <laughs> change his name. Yeah, like he's going to break bad a little at a time. Yeah. So yeah season two is 13 episodes. We'll have more time for that all to happen. I just had a thought, too. And I think I just realized one thing that might have ruined the whole vibe of that last episode is the fact that he immediately like left Chicago because of his his old people, his elder law clients. So it's almost like you they brought you back into Jimmy just to shove you back out, you know, when he turns around and walks away from that case. Yeah, I called it a slap in the face when when we did our podcast. That's what, and I was so. I don't know if you guys heard heard that podcast, but you should listen to it. And I was so mad that I was almost crying at one point. I mean, just 
angry, furious, because it made no sense to me. And it did. It felt like a slap in the face. It was too much of a, of a, of, of, of a change. You know, we go, and you're right. We were in Chicago with Jimmy, who's like, nah, I want to be on the straight and narrow. I don't want to pull this last, you know, um, uh, scam on people and he buries Marco and comes back home. And he's ready to go and walk into his future and then just boom, just turn around. It just, ah. Because he rubs the ring. Yeah. He rubs the ring and remembers Marco and says, okay, this is the life I want to live on. <laughs> <laughs> I know what stopped me before. I'll never let it stop me again. I was just, ah. I was. Uh. I, I wonder if they were like, um, I, I wonder if like the writers were like, okay, like seriously, we have to reconcile this within this last episode. It's very possible. You know, so like what what's the shortcut there? But the beauty of it is, is um, the way that they write the show and stuff, like that could totally be like a, like a MacGuffin, you know, where it's like it seems kind of shoehorned, but then they'll probably write something really clever and deep <laughs> in the next season to where like, oh, yeah, oh, that's why that, that happened. That, that makes sense. That's totally acceptable. <laughs> yeah, well, you're so <laughs> what, um, what, what do you guys have as maybe lingering questions from Breaking Bad that you were hoping might get answered in Better Call Saul? Well, what happened to Huel? Yeah, I know <laughs> Brian is obsessed. With what happened to Huel? Yeah, Huel is still Huel is still in the safe house. He's just like yeah, he's still hanging out in the safe house, man. That's, that's <laughs> actually the biggest thing I'm looking for is um, if he's gonna be if he's gonna be Saul. Like how, like because like we still really haven't seen how he gets to anywhere near Breaking Bad. I mean, pretty much what we have is like a motivation to change his name or start mm-hmm. developing the character. But that uh, that also doesn't explain like, like I'd like to see like the building, like how he decides to like build the office, like especially because it has like the Constitution in the background with the silly yeah. ass pillars, <laughs> Lady Liberty blow up. On yeah, playing America. Yeah, beautiful. it's all shameless. You know, and I actually think like the the uh, the setting of his office could actually be a character within itself. Yeah. Like, because how, how does he go from? Because remember, okay, so because his office was in the closet of a nail salon, mm-hmm. right? And then at one point, he was building out a really kick-ass office, mm-hmm. you know, for Elder Law. And then, as you know, it in Breaking Bad. He's like in a strip mall with an inflatable, <laughs> an inflatable uh, Statue of Liberty on the roof. Got you know? thirty in Juliet. You, yeah. say, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> so like I, I, I would. You know what? I'd actually like to see like like the whole next season, like as he builds towards Saul, because I don't think he's there yet. I think he's right. just more of an edgier Jimmy. Yeah. I'd actually like to see like some sort of parallel between that and like building this like shady ass office, or a parallel between Walt becoming Heisenberg. You know, yeah. that was kind of that took a few seasons to right, yeah, really like, swing in and where he's got his own setup. I, I think yeah. what happens a lot of times is because because we all know how it ends up in Better Call Saul, and then you go back to the prequel. You know, everybody's like, "Oh man, well, what accounts for this? What accounts for this? What accounts for this?" And we're we're not writing the episodes, so you know, like we always tend to like have like the the shortcuts. But I think like this first season established like. No, it's it's not going to happen right away. Like, right? Because when we when we were doing like the three weeks preview for our podcast, right? Those first three weeks, we brought it up numerous times. Like, okay, like in the first episode, something's crazy going to happen. He's going to decide he's Saul, and then it never happened. And then like ten episodes later, we're still like, oh, well, he's still not. He's still not really right. 
I don't think he is even now after 10. I think he's Jimmy wanting to be a Saul type guy, but he he hasn't figured it out yet. Like he exactly. He made the decision to do it. I think the next season is going to be the start of the progression, but I still I think it's going to be a slow burn that might peak at the end of the series. Is what I'm thinking it might happen. How about you, Jamie? Any any final uh, Breaking Bad theories you want resolved by Better Call Saul? What was that? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I you know, I don't know. I I, we talked about like Gus and Chile and what happened at Gray Matter. Those are some pretty good questions that. Well, I don't think that we'll. I don't think that we'll get to know any of that stuff. Like, you know, like I, yeah, I would love to know about the beginning of Gray Matter, and you know, and, uh, I, I'd love to see, you know, what happened. What the heck ever happened with uh, with um, Walt and Gretchen? <laughs> but I think that's a mystery that we're always going to have. I think, you know, that I don't think anybody will ever answer that. Oh, come on. You know, you know what I like to see too. You know, like uh, in in Breaking Bad, there's a scene where they like kind of kidnap Saul, and he's on his knees in the desert looking at his grave, and he's like, "Ignacio, if that's you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Yeah. Right, but and Ignacio it, is Nacho. Yeah. Right. And the thing about Lalo, and I, I think we'll I think we'll get to know who Ignacio and Lalo are for sure. No, that's a good point. I mean, we know who Ignacio is, Nacho, right? But who's Lalo? Yeah. Now, I'm thinking it has to do with that drug, that that trade that Mike ran the uh, protection for. I'm thinking that was pseudo. They were talking about pseudo to make meth, sold it to Nacho. So this is all. That's all going to come into play. Where they're going to, there's going to be more drug trading going on in the second, in the second season. I think also. I think Nacho will have a bigger role, and uh, and and that the basically Saul getting into the meth game because I'm pretty sure if I remember right, Saul was pretty into the meth game. When he came across Walter White, well, I don't know if he was in the meth game so much as he was like uh, dealing with people in the meth, like game. laundering and stuff like that. You know, yeah. he had to know how how to launder and how to um, how to facilitate. You know, like the exchange of money and such. Yeah, the robot zombies for the PayPal and the guy who knows they, a guy who knows a guy. They right. believe that guy. I forgot about that guy. The web guy, or like yeah, the web guy, the Russian like, uh, robot zombies. Like all the little associates that they that they talk about in Breaking Bad that like he somehow knows like uh, who's that Johnny In and Out or Jimmy In and Out the yeah. guy that goes to jail. <laughs> yeah, awesome that's another guy. Like, that's but he knew he knew some that's... Russian or Eastern European guy who could launder money through ro- people's robot computers. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So maybe next season will be a building year. It'll be a building year a year after that. That says year. Uh, well, that this is pretty. Magic. This has been pretty fun, guys. What other, what other shows do you guys like? Oh man, I got—I got to be I, honest with you. Like, I tend to cycle through The Office, Parks and Recreation, and It's Always Sunny on Netflix. <laughs> Just those three over and over, over and over again. Well, as for me personally, shows I watch are like cartoons primarily. <laughs> so, like Archer, love Archer. Do you guys do a podcast on Sunny? Do I or would I? Do you or would you? <laughs> No and yes. <laughs> I totally, I would do a podcast on Sunny. I definitely would. Man, see, everybody tells me how awesome that show is, but I, I've never sat down and watched it. I, I got to be honest. You know what? The funny thing, especially with us doing a Better Call Saul podcast, is like I am the like most pop culturally ignorant person you've ever met <laughs> in your life. Like my, my wife 
my wife uh, owns a salon and gets a lot of like the uh, like like gossip rags, like us and like Inquirer and Star Magazine. And I, every time I look through them, I literally have no idea who half of them people fucking are. <laughs> and like the other half, I've only heard their names. Like if you were to be like. If you were to pick out, like, any random actor that's hot right now and tell me to name them, I wouldn't have <laughs> any idea. <laughs> Which makes this whole thing even worse. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I'm with you on that because I don't watch television. Like, so I don't know anything except the shows that I watch, which is like a handful of shows, literally don't know anything else about TV or who's out there or what exactly like you. No idea who the new stars are, nothing. Well, the the funny thing about this is is, is Dave and I are, uh, you know, the the term sounds stupid, but like cord cutters, and we have have been for years, you know, <laughs> like um, like I, I don't have cable, I have internet and like a, an antenna hooked up to my computer, so I can get local stations here in Chicago, and like just recently I brought you know Sling Television for for twenty bucks a month, so it's it's kind of funny that Dave and I are cord cutters, and we both watch Breaking Bad. On, uh, on on Netflix, Netflix. We've been yeah. It. Like we we would always hear people talk about it, and then me and my wife, my, me and my wow, me and my wife Ben binge fuck Dave. All right, let's try that over. Me and my wife binge watched it over the course of like two weeks, staying up to like five in the morning. As did I. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, you know we just heard that there was going to be a Better Call Saul show, and the only reason me and Dave started doing the podcast for that is because that actually evolved out of an idea of us doing a Chicago Bears podcast. <laughs> that would have been more tragic. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, I came to Breaking Bad late, too. Not as late as that, but I came like three years in and lost my mind and just like watched it like a maniac. And... Um, you know, and then and then bit my nails waiting for the last two years of episodes. It was crazy. My my wife, we're rewatching uh, Breaking Bad right now, and she has a theory that uh, Walter Jr. is actually the child of the dude that Skyler cheats on Walt with. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Ted, Ted Beneke. <laughs> good, good old Ted is Walt Jr.'s uh, father. Did you guys ever see the little minisodes that they had on online, like no. the, the one for Hank's wedding? No, you, you gotta I did. They I are, did. You did, Jamie? Yeah. They're awesome. Where uh, Walt is the best man at Hank's wedding, and he Hank finds out that he accidentally had sex with a guy at the bachelor party. Yeah, we really need to watch those. We will get on that for sure. Check them out. They're, I think they're called Minisodes, Minisodes. Yeah, they are. There's three or four of them. Yeah. And actually, Jenny Hutchison, who does uh, some of the executive producing, I think, on on Better Call Saul, was not even a writer yet. She was a writer's assistant, which is like somebody who sits in the writer's room and like takes notes like a dictation person on everything that happens in the writer's room. And she was the person like at that time when they were doing those minisodes, she was the person who wrote those because that's how she got like to show Vince Gilligan her skills was by writing those minisodes. And she did those. And that's kind of like what kind of catapulted her into getting a writing position and she's the girl who wrote the um, I am the danger uh, speech 
Jenny Hutchison. And oh. now she's like a producer or something on Saul. Oh, man, that's so good. I didn't even know those existed, but we're totally going to have to. Yeah. Going to have to check those out. <laughs> yeah, you'll love them. Well, we'll listen in for the Nothing Important podcast. The, the few I've listened to, I really like. So um, they're they're really funny. You guys are funny. Do you have a great? You had a great podcast for Saul, and uh, thanks a lot for joining us, Brian and Dave from uh, Nothing Important podcast. You are quite thanks. welcome. Hey, yeah, and, Dave. Pro- and if that is an offer for an always sunny podcast, we should talk later. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Because you know I'm all about that face, about that face, no travel. I'm all about that face, about that face, no travel. I'm all about that face, about that face, no travel. I'm all about that face, about that face, 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 Bruce. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that boom, boom that all the boys chase. All the right junk in all the right places. I see that magazine uh-huh. working that Photoshop. We know that shit ain't real. Uh-huh. Come on now, make it stop. If you got beauty, beauty, uh-huh. just raise them up. Cause every interview is perfect from the bottom to the top. Now my mama, she told me, don't worry about your size. She said, boys like a little more booty to hold at night. No, I won't be no stick figure silicone Barbie doll. If that's what you're into, then go ahead and move along. Because you know I'm all about that face, about that face, no travel. I'm all about that face, about that face, no travel. I'm all about that face, about that face, no travel. I'm all about that face, about that face. I'm bringing booty back. Here to tell you skinny bitches that. Nah, I'm just playing if you think you're fat. I'm here to tell you, every interview is perfect from the bottom to the top. Now my mama, she told me, don't worry about your size. She says, boys like a little more booty to hold at night. You know I won't be no stick figure silicone Barbie doll. So if that's what you're into, then go ahead and move along. Because you know I'm all about that face, about that face, no treble. I'm all about that face, about that face, no treble. I'm all about that face, about that face, no treble. I'm all about that face, about that face. Because I'm all about that face, about that face, no treble. I'm all about that face, about that face, some treble. I'm all about that face, about that face, a handful of treble. I'm all about that face, about that face. Hmm, needs more cowbell.